It is hard to believe that week three of season nine is already here. Welcome back to That Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Vincent A. Lancey. I am excited to deliver this episode, not only because the show stops in Colorado for the first time, but also because a friend joins the series. I met today's guest while I was in college as he is close friends with one of my roommates, Paul. And now today's guest is up to big things. Get ready for a value-filled episode. Each week on this platform, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the country and around the globe. Whether you are looking to start or scale your business, this is the show for you. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. This week's guest became infatuated with the trading floor and upon college graduation, he took a role as a proprietary trader directly out of college with a Wall Street firm. After four successful years in the profession, he left the firm to do his own thing, creating educational trading service with one of his co-workers from the firm called Trading Experts. Their goal in doing this was to create a massive online community focused on learning and growing alongside fellow traders with all different levels of capital, knowledge, and experience. And then we fast forward four or five years, Trading Experts has built one of the best communities on Wall Street with hundreds of members as well of thousands of traders in their ecosystem in some fashion. I'm excited for you all to learn his journey today. Allow me to now introduce Shake Prisby. Shake, it's great to see you, and thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Vin, man, so pumped to finally get on. We've been working on this a while. We had a little you know, schedule issues. And you know, before we start, I just want to say, you know, seeing you and seeing the journey you've been on is, is really inspirational in itself. I love what you're doing. You know, the entrepreneurial podcast, the book was amazing and all that you have going on. That being said, you know, I do remember the old Vin back in college. We used to really get our stuff off at, at Gasparilla. But, you know, those stories we won't touch on today. But I'm excited about whatever we're getting into today. It's great to catch up with you again. Thank you again for coming on. Would you mind giving the listeners a little more of an intro about yourself and previewing your story? Absolutely. So, you know, in college, I studied uh, business uh, finance and economics. And when it became, you know, I was really in college, you know, trying to play football and all these other things, wasn't really focused on the job world. And then when it became, you know, junior, senior year, where you really got to start figuring it out, you know, I saw all my friends taking these, you know, analyst roles at, or investment banker roles. And, you know, what those jobs entail is so much Microsoft Excel, you know, you really got to be kind of a slave to the system for a few years. You know, I could just never see myself being super motivated to do that. So I took one interview with this prop trading firm. And just being on a trading floor, seeing the energy, you know, knowing that you had an unlimited ceiling and potential, knowing it was really you versus you at the end of the day, those things all really spoke to me. That was something I could see myself doing forever. You know, I've played sports a ton growing up. Anything I, I can really motivate myself and look at it as such, you know, where it's like practice on the weekends, going over my charts and my own trading, all things of that nature where I can just relate it to, you know, all the sports I played growing up, you know, it, it was really easy to make that connection. So. You know, that's that's really it. And then, you know, after a few years of the trading firm, uh, me and my buddy, Ben, who I was at the trading firm with, we both left pretty simultaneously. We thought, you know, we could pretty much bring what we had at the trading firm, you know, to the masses in an online forum. And, you know, and we saw the good and the bad and the ugly at this trading firm. And we just saw so many ways we can improve on it. So, you know, that's really the, the, the synopsis of my story in the most basic sense. You touched on a lot of great points. You created something out of a need, which may be attributing to so much success that you're having here. 
the hard work and grit you had growing up with the sports, with the early endeavors. You could tell that's transitioned right here into your current role. What sports did you play growing up? Uh, mostly basketball and football. I played some football in college. I was always better at basketball, but, you know, you know the, the, the recruiters, you know, they like the quarterbacks more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you saw a need in the market. You were on the floor for a while. You loved what you were doing. You said, I'm going to do my own thing. What was that exact reason or situation that pushed you into entrepreneurship? So, I mean, you know, it's not as simple as that where we left the firm to do trading experts. The way it worked at the firm was they were taking a substantial amount of profits uh, because they were supplying you with so much money and leverage and all these other things. So my main reason for leaving the firm was, you know, doing the math. Once I got my own capital, you know, up, grown enough where I didn't need the firm's money as much. That was really my motivation for leaving. And then, you know, me and my partner, Ben, we were down in Florida and uh, we were partying a little bit and we were talking and we met this woman who had like, uh, who had this, this just joke of an, uh, of an online business, which, you know, which what we kind of created this like trading, uh, teaching people how to trade and all these things. And we're like, God, there are so many, you know, frauds out there. And we really lived it. And we really, you know, came from the ground up built everything from the bottom floor. So for us, you know, we knew that we could give people a real experience and, and really show based off our journey, you know, what mistakes not to make to, you know, get in a similar position that we're in, you know, these days. There's a lot of information out with the internet error, but how much of it is actually good information and reliable right. information? You came out, you're doing a great thing there. But since you left the firm, what would you say the two most difficult parts of being on your own are? So trading on my own, and this was one of the motivations for starting trading experts is, you know, I was always on a trading floor. You're always bouncing ideas off each other, you, you know, and it's easier to take ideas, you know, or take on trades or just, you know, confirm your ideas if there's other people around. So then when I left the firm, I was just trading all by myself. It was a very lonely endeavor. So right. then when we started creating the community, you know, I, I could build these traders up to be just like the guys I was trading with on the floor based off our strategy. You know, that was a no brainer to me. Um, but the most difficult part, you know, in the entrepreneurial space easily is that you're just never off the clock. You know, uh, like today I, we were just talking about, I had to rush to get the other podcast done so I could, you know, fit this one in. I'm talking to a few members later on video chats. You know, I still have to do research for tomorrow. It, it's really a never ending job, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm making my own hours. I'm my own boss. And that's, that's really the important parts to me where I can easily make those sacrifices because of those facts. You have those trade-offs where people would rather work 80, 100 hours for themselves and have to go, like you said, be in the system, put in the years there. Guys get lonely. You mentioned that too. Eventually, you just kind of get used to that, I think. But yeah. you are always on the clock. My busiest days are usually Saturdays or Sundays because there's no distractions. And I just go straight through where my day off for the week may be a lighter day on a Tuesday or Wednesday. But that's part of entrepreneurship. We grind to make our own schedule. Looking back over everything, though, Shake, through your experiences in entrepreneurship over the four or five years, what is one of your greatest lessons learned and what did it teach you? Uh, good question. So, so in trading, it, it's a very big mental game. That's why, you know, I can relate to so much of the things you talk about in the mental health space, because we need to have, it's called, you have your physical capital and you have your mental capital. And that's, you know, how in tune you are with the market, uh, you know, your confidence levels, things of that nature. I would say my greatest lesson learned was about five, five and a half, six years ago, my dad passed away. And this is when I was still, you know, we were just beginning with trading experts and uh, I left the firm at this point. 
And I started trading like absolute garbage because my mental capital just wasn't there. I was hemorrhaging money every day. You know, I started to look at other jobs. I wanted to quit. I was like, how am I really going to do this as a career if I'm under, I'm under some, so much mental duress every single day? So, you know, it was a really negative time in my life, but it really taught me the mental toughness that you need to succeed. Now I look back on those times as, you know, what led to my greatest strengths in trading, the mental toughness that I do have, no matter how much money I lose, I can come back in the chair the next day and, you know, really, you know, take a grasp of the market, things like that. So it was really just learning the mental toughness and just kind of living through those awful times to really understand, you know, these are going to what these are what are going to lead to the good or the great times. The days are long and it seems even longer sometimes when you don't have any small wins in the small horizon. Right, but right. To keep that momentum going because every day we have to wake up and we have to motivate ourselves. We have to just find a new way to get ourselves mentally out there. But since you did touch on the mental health space, I got to ask you for our listeners, what is something, just one thing you do for your mental health every day? Because you do have long hours. What helps you push through? Oh man. I mean, I, I meditate every day, at least 10, 15 minutes, just getting the right mindset. So my role in trading experts is I'm pretty much leading, you know, the four or 500 members that we have in the alpha chat, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to, I have to take on this, the role of, you know, uh, being a leader every single day. There's a lot of days I don't want to come in and, you know, talk to 400 people and be like, this is what we're doing. This is what you got to look for. Sit in the computer, you know, kind of call the market every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very, very difficult in that front. So um, I, I'm constantly reading books on, you know, mental health, uh, trading psychology, anything of that nature. I, the more I can meditate, the better, the more yoga I do, the better. And it's just always, always, always just having that kind of mental tabs on your own you know, we call it mental capital. So, you know, it's having the tabs of where you're at, how confident are you? Why are you not as confident right now? Uh, Then that's what I'll like, go look at my trades or go get whatever data I can on myself to figure out what's going wrong. Because I can't really have days where, you know, I'm not in that leadership space. You have the hunger of a true entrepreneur. You always have to be learning. You always have to be grinding. You mentioned reading these books. Now let's take that learning a step further. If you could choose to have a conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, either dead or alive, who are we choosing? Oh, that's a good question. Okay. <laughs> ah, the, the easy answer is like Steve Jobs, I guess. No, no, no I'm going to John D. Rockefeller. All right. Back in the day, the he started Standard Oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Titans. Um, so, you know, the government had to create all these you know, rules about how he created a monopoly just because he was so successful. He's the richest man in history by any stretch of the means. Maybe like uh, Mansa Musa was, was a little better, but you know, whatever. But so this guy, you know, he pretty much created horizontal and vertical integrations, which is, you know, creating side businesses that, you know, work with your business and just make sense in that regard. He, he was a true innovator in that space. So, I mean, yeah, I could I could probably probably eat a meal with him. Definitely respect the answer, but we're going to take this a step further, Shake. If you could choose a location for this meet, where are we having it? Oh, man, Peter Lugers. That's easy. (laughs) Love the the choice. We're now looking into the future here. We're going to do one year and five years out. Where do you see yourself and all of your entrepreneurial endeavors one year from today? I mean, one year, you know, that's not that long of a span of time. We're just going to continue to grow, continue to build everything we have, you know, hire more traders as mentors, build more guys up, guys and girls. Um, and really just continue the growth of the business as well as growth of the trading account. Just stay locked in. I've never been as locked in as I currently am at this, you know, in this time of my life. So, you know, I think we're going to have a huge next year, but I, I don't foresee too many changes other than growth in the, in the next one year. 
I agree with you there, even for my own endeavors. We're just going to keep growing. I have my projects that are lined up to come out, but the brand is going to stay on course. Now let's look five years. I know you're ambitious. What's in the works? So five years, I mean, we're going to, I'm personally, you know, going to look to to fry a bigger fish. Uh, it's great. You know, it's always great working with new guys and things of that nature. But, you know, at that point, I'll be 13 years in the trading. I don't know how, how badly I'll really want to, you know, be working with new guys every single day, talking about the basics. Uh, I, I see myself getting in the hedge fund space. You know, me and Ben will probably start raising money, create a hedge fund or something of that nature where it's just, awesome. you know, increasing the game, you know, take on a lot more risk. But, you know, as far as the next one year, we're having too much fun right now. So, yeah, uh, we'll, I see we'll the smile the on your face. I see yeah, the yeah, smile yeah. on your face. You're living it up over there. Much well-deserved success because of how hard you're working. But I'm now going to take your take on the Spotlight Story Shake each week. I share the entrepreneurial journey of another entrepreneur to inspire our listeners. And I want your take on this one. As we have a rock star Denver entrepreneur on the show this week, I will now share the journey of another in Steve Ells as he founded the first Chipotle in Denver. He graduated from the Culinary Institute of America and dreamed of opening a fine dining restaurant. He ran into the problem that most entrepreneurs do, lack of funds. Back in 1993, he opened Chipotle as a way to make money and fund his fine dining restaurant. But this idea took off with what we all know as the foil wrapped burritos. And this gained, as what the article describes, a cult following. This propelled the company to generate $826 million in revenue with over 37,000 employees. Let's look at this timeline. In 1993, with an $85,000 loan from his father, he launched the first concept. Within one month, the store was selling more than 1,000 burritos a day. Two years later, in 1995, the second store opened with the cash flow from Restaurant One. 1996, the third store opens with an SBA loan to fund additional growth. The father now invests $1.5 million in the company. Damn. 1998, I know, he's crushing it, crushing it. Well, why he started at 85K, you know, when he's got the bag like that. I agree with you. He should have maybe shot a little higher. Who knows how much opposed they could have had in that <laughs> short span. But 1998, McDonald's invested $360 million into Chipotle, which then rapidly expanded it. By 2001, McDonald's was now the biggest investor, taking the place of the father. And in 2006, they went public and the stock rises 100% in just one day. McDonald's fully divest from Chipotle. But Shake, what do you like best about this story of entrepreneurship? There's so many things. And Chipotle is sitting around all-time highs. Their stock, I'm sure it's up like 15,000% from that IPO. I think the most amazing part of that story is he wasn't even, he didn't even, he wasn't even passionate about starting at Chipotle. Nah. You know, he, he did this to fund you know, his fancy dining restaurant. And then he ends up being a billionaire of Chipotle. It's just funny how things work like that. But I mean, what he did was he took risks and he put himself in a position to succeed. You know, he was, he was the owner. He took it all the risk on himself. Obviously he got some of his dad's money that helped, but you know, you never know what something's going to turn into. And what I tell people all the time about trading, trading's, you know, a lifelong game. You can, we were talking about, you know, what's going to happen the next year. Anyone can say what I'm going to do the next year, next day, next month, next year. No one can really, you know, extrapolate how much they can achieve in a 10 year span, you know, and and that's, that is what I think is the most amazing part of the story, the the growth they achieved and really everything it's, you know, now you go every, every town is a Chipotle. It seems like it's, it's incredible. At least one Chipotle. And I can agree with you there. Every project or something I come out with. It opens up new doors. My plans change so drastically where now I'm heading down routes that I didn't see were possible. Short term, I set my goals. I try to hit them and just hope that it opens up some more possibilities. But Shake, 
I got to thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been great to reconnect with you, catch up a little bit before the show. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your episode. I loved how you talked about doing something you're passionate about right away. You went right to the trading floor. You loved it, but you wanted bigger things. You were losing a lot of your profit. And now look how far the success has taken you. You're clearly a mentor to 400 or 500 people in the community. So if you're interested in trading, listen on, reach out to him. You'll find out his contact info soon. He is here to help. And of course, I loved your lessons learned here where we talk about physical and mental capital. You couldn't have been more right on with that. And I would like to now ask you for your last word. I also do this on my other show, A Mental Health Break, because I want the listeners to really get the opportunity to know all of the guests I bring on both platforms. What would you like to share with everyone? So one of the main motivations actually for starting Trading Experts, I told you I was on the trading floor. It was a great environment, but we did see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the main motivation for me is where I saw I could provide the most value was the mental health space. They never talk about trading psychology on the floor. It was all about what have you done for me today? How much did you make? How much did you lose, et cetera. So now that we've incorporated the psychological game so drastically into our programs and all of that, you know, that's one of the first things that people are learning is that, you know, your mental capital, your, your headspace is really the most, what's going to affect your trading the most. So, you know, the more focus that you can put on, the more focus I can put on, you know, the better off, you know, the thousands of, or whoever, you know, here's this will be in the end, because it is just the most important thing in really any aspect of life. You know, anything you take on, it's about your perspective, your motivation, you know, how you're seeing things, everything like that. I love your response. So you would say that if you get your meditation and your yoga and you're going to be more sharp than if you did not do any of that for the day. Oh man. Like, you know, light years difference, light years. I agree with you. My outlet like that is fitness. After I work for two hours in the morning, I'm at the gym every morning and that kind of sets me up mentally. And then in the late afternoon, I take a walk, maybe do a little more cardio or a little meditation. So I love that response. Can you now tell the listeners how to find you? how to sign up for your services, how to reach out. Oh man, just simply find us on Instagram at trading experts. It's that simple. No LinkedIn's, no something. I mean, tradingexperts.org, but just hit us up on Instagram, trading experts. Yeah. And you know, throw the kid a personal follow at Shake Priz. Why not get my own following up, right? Why not reach out to him? Check out his, <laughs> check out what he offers. He's got a lot of great experience that he's transcended into his own company and is now also social media time for the show and we're on whichever platform you'd like to use. We're at that entrepreneur show on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, we're at podcasts by Lancey. So you have updates from this show and a mental health break. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is vincentalancy.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all. We have Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and How to Transform Your Mindset When the Norm is Changed, all are on my website and Amazon now. And as always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me and know it will for you too. This one is from today's spotlight entrepreneur, Steve Ells. So many people told me it was not a good idea to start a restaurant, especially a fast food restaurant. There was so much wrong with it. It was too spicy. Everything was done by hand from scratch. Everything was wrong. But that's why the customers liked it. It's different in the right way. If you have an idea, just go for it. If everyone is telling you it's wrong, maybe that's an indication that it's an original idea. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week on That Entrepreneur Show.